devil in the detail. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Devil <clears throat> in the Detail. I'm Rob Parkinson and a traumatic week for Solver a Devil. Six points deducted and here we're here to talk all about it. Joining me on the show this week as ever is Paul White. Is that right, Paul? Hey Rob, you alright mate? You know, I'm not going to say, have you had a good week? Because six points, that's a bit of a killer. Yeah, the sun still came out this morning, though, mate, didn't it? So we've just got to carry on, haven't we? And, uh, you know, just keep plodding on. That's what it is. Joining us on the show as well, we've got Ryan Wilkerson. All right, Ryan? Good evening, gents. You had a good week? I've had a great week. Got a new job. So uh, it's looking positive for the future, mate. New job? Yeah, I hope you said to him that, you know, you have to have the odd uh, Wednesday or Tuesday off to do the podcast. Well, that's oh. the contract, like. Don't you worry, Rob. I've made them aware of that, mate. Priorities. <laughs> this is priority number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, what have we got on the show, mate? Uh, tonight we've got the news, we've got the amateur review, we've got the Catalan review, and we've got the whole KR preview for this Saturday. Cool. So what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll start with the news. So after weeks of wondering what was going to happen, Salford deducted six points for a Sally Crap breach and uh, find 5k Paul we knew it was coming but 6 points is, is a lot of points yeah it is a lot of points really because we was in 8th place weren't we and it's dropped us down to like 2nd bottom now so we're level on bottom with Huddersfield so it's going to be an uphill battle now to make the to make the top 8 but you know we've just got to get on with it I think now I know the club's decided to appeal it but you know it's a it's a bit uncertain times at the moment really isn't it say we appeal it and get more knocked off while we get the points back we don't really know where we're up to at the moment do we yeah, looking at the, the charge, Salford Devil has been found guilty by an independent tribunal of breach in the RFL operational rules and salary cap regulations concerning contractual arrangements made with three players in 2014 and 2015. Um, the club should be fined £5,000 and deducted six points. Points deducted will be imposed immediately, Ryan. Um, fair, unfair, not, and obviously, you know, a lot of fans are very unhappy about it, uh, especially because Marwan seemed quite, you know, confident about getting the results. I expected it. I expected us to get between six and eight points. So the actual, you know, deduction itself isn't a surprise. But you know, the only thing that I'll say is, you know, there's blatantly other clubs over the cap, and why are they getting the same sort of, you know, uh, investigation into their club accounts? Because that's unfair. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to presume that the whole, every club in, in Super League went through the same process, um, and obviously Salford got flagged up for one reason or another. What annoys me about the whole thing is the lack of detail uh, that have come out from the RFL. Uh, we obviously listened to uh, Marwan Kuthkash's uh, press conference a couple of weeks ago, put it where he put his you know, side of the story forward, didn't he? Uh, and you know, we, we have no idea what, what the RFL based this, uh, you know, this points deduction on, Paul. Yeah, and another thing what, what sort of baffled me is that like, now it's supposed to be a live cap this salary cap and they, they sort of deducted as points here and they're going back to 2014 which is not last season it's the season before so really it sounds to me like the people at Red Hall are not doing their jobs properly because if, if you've got a live cap there should be somebody monitoring that all the time and it sounds to me like someone's had the backside kick there you know if they've not checked it in 2014 now that they're checking it now but the only annoying thing is really I mean this might sound a bit daft but we didn't actually gain anything from it. Whether we've gone over it or not, we didn't gain anything. We didn't win anything. We finished second bottom last season and the season before we, we had a pretty poor season as well. So it's not as if we've won a Challenge Cup or 
won the Super League. So I mean, to me, I thought you know a fine would have would have been adequate because at the end of the day, the only people really were suffering. I mean, my one Kukash is suffering. It's the supporters who are suffering. Who were going week in week out. Just when we finally think we're having a decent season, we've had the carpet pulled from underneath us now, and it's you know it's 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 hard it's hard to keep you know positive. And I mean, I'm going to keep positive because I always am, but. You know, for the supporters, and I just just feel for the supporters. I just think it's, uh, I think it's very harsh. Let's put it that way. Yes, for me, six points. You know, is is a crazy amount of points to be you know to be taken away. Looking down the list of other clubs that have been, uh, you know, had points taken off them previously. Uh, Wakefield got two points took off them back in two thousand one. Halifax uh, in two thousand three, uh, Hull FC in two thousand three, Settlement in two thousand three all got two points took off them. Uh, Bradford in two thousand six and in two thousand seven got two points each year took off them as well as Wigan and then suddenly we jump up to six points right and that's a, an extreme you know jump for me it is a, apparently they changed the rules though didn't they recently so you know you could be deducted up to 20 points but I, I think it's ridiculous it's completely unfair how something that's happened in 2014 and 2015 has had an effect on this season when we're actually miles under the cap it's just ridiculous and you know, I'd rather see you know a big fine imposed, but I can understand why they're doing it. You know, for it to act as a deterrent, you know, to clubs doing it in the future. Yeah, and obviously people think you know there's a bit of a conspiracy against Salford. Uh, you know, based in Leeds and Leeds Rhino, uh, is it CEO Hedrington came out today and stuck the boot in Paul. You know, as a chairman of Rugby League Club in this situation, surely it's best if you just keep your mouth shut and let see the proceedings happen. Yeah, well, we all know how I feel about Leeds anyway, so I won't really like, go too much into it. But, yeah, I think you're right, Robert. I don't see what Gary Everington's got to do with it. I mean, you just keep your own house in order at Leeds, don't you? Why do you need to comment on Stalford? But, you know, from from our point of view now, I think it's it's very important that, that Marwan Kukash runs the, the ship properly at Salford now. I mean, we, we can't afford to... We don't want this to happen again next season, do we? Because um, it... You're sort of going round in circles, aren't you? Just when you start building and you have, you have the points taken off. So whether we're guilty or not or whatever, I think it's about time now that you know the club is run a bit proper because you know it has been a bit of a farce the last few seasons um, under Marwan, I think, and I, I, he'll probably uh, agree with me on that because there has been a lot of problems, a lot of negative things have gone on. You know, a lot of player issues with Kevin, like Gareth, like the list goes on, doesn't it? So, and I think we have turned that corner this season. We've got a good, hard-working squad. I mean, the lads this season have been fantastic. You know, we've we've had a few dodgy results, but you know the effort's been there, and it's it's been great to see. So, uh, you know, I just hope all that hard work doesn't get ruined now, and we can we can move on and draw a line under this and, and get on with it. Yeah, Marwan's uh, put his appeal in, Ryan. Uh, good idea, bad idea. Obviously, six points is, is is a lot of points, and if it goes against us again, you know, it could be double digit numbers. I think it's a good idea. You know, he completely believes that we're not in the wrong and. You know, for me, I think six points is a little bit too much. I think it should be probably two or four, considering, you know, years gone by and what other people have been deducted. But for me, you know, Gary Everington, just going back to what you said earlier, you know, he shouldn't be coming out calling us cheaters. His club, uh, you know, they're, they're a cheating club as well. So he needs to look at his own club first before he starts to calling us cheaters. When Joel Moon uh, said he was homesick, Leeds wanted him and they didn't want to pay a transfer fee for him. They were tapping up our players up, mate, when they yeah, were still yeah. in contract with us. So don't come out and call my club a cheating club. Your club are the cheaters, mate. Yeah, I would say Joel Moon, that's a, that's a, I remember that being home sick and then he, he transferred to Leeds about 30 miles up the road, a bit nearer to his Australian home. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, I suppose it's one of the things, look, this thing will run and run, won't it? And we'll have to see what 
what happens with the RFL? What what obviously you know concerns me really is that Marwan says he wants an independent you know tribunal you know to have a have his say, uh, but the RFL is kind of littered with you know people who have you know a sort of say in other people other people's clubs. I wasn't mean, the wasn't the people who carried out the tribunal on Monday weren't they independent anyway? I thought there was, but it was supposed to be an independent tribunal, from what I've read. Well, I thought they had to be an independent tribunal. Well, I think Marwan said that it was when he, his tweet was something like it's it's their court, and you know yeah. wasn't very happy. So I'm going to presume that what happened there, he, he didn't, you know, didn't get the result he wanted really. Well, just just going back to the appeal though, Rob. I think really between us guys, I mean, the only person um, who will know. Whether it's worth the appeals, Bowen really, and the people at the club in it, you know, the, the people who organise the, the salary cap or whatever, because I don't, I don't really know who goes into that, and I don't really know who deals with. It. I presume it was Marwan Q Cash, and I mean, was it Vickers when he was there? But they're the they're the guys who are going to know whether it's worth the appeal. They're the ones who know whether we are guilty or not. And if if Marwan doesn't think we're guilty and we've got no, you know, no dirt on us, then, then yeah, go and appeal for it. But you know, if we have, it's very risky game to play in it appealing. There's not many times where. Clubs have appealed at the RFL and they've they've got off with it or they've reduced things. So, you know, it's um, it's just a bit of dodgy ground really from where I am. It's a bit a bit, bit nerve wracking times really, isn't it? Yeah, especially with obviously you know that next couple of fixtures coming up, Paul. Um, we need we need to obviously win these uh, fixtures to keep our season on track, Ryan. Oh, absolutely. Hull KR on Saturday. You know, for me, it's a must win game. Uh, you know, if we win that, we you know we're back in the hunt. We're only four points behind Wakefield if they lose. So, you know, we could, you know, potentially still make a push for the eight, which would be a, which would be fantastic. But uh, for me, the Challenge Cup game against Castleford, that's the game next week. We need to we need to have a deep run in that Challenge Cup this year. Yeah, so that's our little chat about our uh, six-point deduction. Hopefully, you know, we'll get the appeal in and it'll get heard shortly and then we'll, we can move on to the rest of the season, Paul. Yeah, definitely. And just going back to what Ryan said there, uh, yeah, I think this this game's massive on Saturday. Um, I'm just reading what Tim Sheens had to say in the, in the paper today, saying you know the, the players were focused and you know it wasn't going to affect them. And I, and I hope so. I hope it does galvanise them because you know we've had that before, haven't we, in the past where things have happened and then you know we've seen a bit of a backlash on the on the weekend and we've got absolutely battered. But I don't think that'll go this weekend. I'm confident the players will come out this weekend and really turn on the style against Wilkinson Rovers. And yeah. then going into the weekend after. Playing Castleford away—that that's a massive game going there. You can beat Castleford in the cup. We're through to the quarterfinals. We get an home draw in the quarterfinals. You're in the semis. It's anybody's game then, isn't it? You know, to get to Wembley. So these next two two Saturdays now, are, I can't wait for them. I'm so excited for them. So uh, so yeah, bring 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 the games on. Yeah, part of the roller coaster ride of Sol- uh, following Salford Red Devils, Paul. Uh, the good news of the week: Justin Carney uh, signs a three-year contract. Ryan, he's been an outstanding performer so far this season, and it's good news we got him signed up. Oh, it's a massive signing, huge coup for the club. You know, he's a top meter maker in Super League, probably the best winger in the league. Nobody likes to tackle him. He makes, you know, he's always up there in terms of tackle bus. So, statistically, he's one of the best players in the league. And, you know, it's a massive signing for us. Yeah. Obviously, talking about the stats and, you know, Carney being such an influential player for us, Paul, you know, he's a kind of player that if you want to break into that sort of top eight, uh, you know, let's call it top eight place you know you kind of sign players like him you know to take you to the next level yeah he's a quality player uh, Justin Carney I just think there's one or two things in his game he just needs to improve on just I think sometimes he lacks a bit of concentration doesn't he he's, he's prone to make the odd the odd boo-boo isn't he or can knock on but other than that you know he's he's quality he works really hard you know 
he's like having an extra forward then I've been watching him close the last few weeks and he does he puts the graft in him in Catalan alright he made a few mistakes and then mistakes probably probably cost us in the end but the amount of work that he got through in that game you know you, you can't knock him for that and I think to, to get him signed up especially when Wigan were offering as well, uh, hovering sorry it's a, it's a bit of a feather in the cap of Salford that you know that he's signed and I think he's he's happy at Salford as, as he said in the press and that, and that's good yeah, looking at his stats, like Ryan said, massive uh, metre maker, uh, 198 carries as well. He, he works really hard for the team and it's really good that you know we've managed to sign him up, I think, uh, for the next three years and hopefully add a few more players to the squad as well and we'll go to the next level. That's the, that's the plan anyway. Um, next bit of news, Matty G's gone alone to Workington for a month. You know, it'll give him some good game time, won't it, Paul? Yeah, of course it will, and it's it's a very good league that the championship. I know he played uh, he played loose forward for them against Bradford. They got a bit of an hiding on uh, on the weekend, but it's a very competitive league that championship. You know, keeping been keeping a close eye on that. I mean, look at Swinton; they've they've had some great wins recently. They won won at Halifax, won at Batley. It's dead unpredictable. You've got London up there at the top of the table as well. So uh, I think that mid late is going to be really interesting this season. I just hope we're not involved in it, but. I think, you know, come the end of the season, it's going to be really exciting. But it's good for Matty G to go there. It's a good standard. And um hope he gets some game time and comes back, uh, you know, a bit more experienced as a player. Yeah, I think it's good that, you know, our younger players in the squad who aren't able to get into the 17 get, you know, match experience away, Ryan. You know, they'll come back better players and that'll improve the club. Absolutely. It's it's a lot better than playing in the 19s. You know, it's playing in the Championship. It's a, it's a good competition this year. There's four professional teams in the championship. I know Workington are having a great season, but I'd rather him be playing there than playing at, you know, North Wales Crusaders and, you know, getting some good game time. Yeah, so next bit of news, uh, Challenge Cup, um, Cup game against Castleford. Um, free coach travel, boys. We're all going to Castleford for free uh, if you're a season ticket holder. You know, it's a great, great, great thing the club have done there, Ryan. Oh, fantastic. You know, I think it's a brilliant incentive by the club. You know, all the season ticket holders, free coach travel. You know, usually I drive to the games, but, you know, I'll be using the coach that day with all the fans, get the chance going on the coach, a few cans. It'd be a fantastic day out on telly as well. So, you know, let's hope we can go there, get a result. And, you know, let's take 2,000 fans and let's make an amazing atmosphere and make it a great day for the club. Yeah, tickets, £15. If you're a season ticket holder for an adult, £8 for concessions, £18 if you're not a season ticket holder, and £10 concessions hopefully Paul we're going to make a big following to Castleford we've won there previously this season and there's no reason why we can't do that again no that's right and it, it should be a great day I, I won't be able to go on the, the coach because um, I'm missing uh, my wife's friend's wedding that day to get to the game so I've got to drive and then I've got to go straight to Stafford after the game you know so uh, to keep me out of the bad books so, so I will be driving <laughs> that day it's nearly caused a divorce in our house this week but, <laughs> but yeah so I'll be going in my car that day but yeah I think it'll be fantastic I mean I'm so excited for that that game. You know, I love going to Castleford. We had some good cup ties with them over the over the last few, uh, you know, sort of last twenty years. I remember the one in '97 when we went there, and uh, you know, with John Cartwright, and we got to the semis that season. So there's nothing better than going to away grounds like you know, proper old away ground. Get you at that rail, the old railway, and there at Castleford. I mean, the league game this season was a tremendous atmosphere, and we took good following that day. So yeah, I won't, I won't be sleeping that Friday night. You know, looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a, a cracking day out and. Like I said before, if we get through that game, we're in the last eight, and you know, you know, I keep dreaming about Wembley, and I just keep thinking, you know, maybe this this season could be the season. You never know, and how great would that would that be? 
Yeah, but if you're listening, players, you've got it's Paul's marriage you're playing for here, not just challenge cup. <laughs> no, it's I know because how, how, how daft am I going to look when I roll up at that night time doing we've got beat? So we need to make sure we win. We need to make sure it's worthwhile now. So no pressure, lads. <laughs> no pressure, lads. Okay, so next bit of news, big news today. Uh, Toronto Wolfpack uh, are going to be entering the Challenge Cup and League One. Uh, Ryan, you know Toronto in Canada, pretty far away for a for a for an away trip. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it though. I was checking the flights out today, and it's it's only about two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty quid, which sounds a lot, but you know if you go for the week, you know you can make a real holiday out of it. And I'm I'm really excited by the prospects of an away day to Toronto. Yeah, uh, Ryan Noble's involved. Uh, Paul Riley, you know they've got a good, uh, you know, some good rugby league heads behind that uh, project now, Paul. Yeah, it sounds good, that doesn't it? It sounds really good. I hope we draw them in the Challenge Cup next season. That's going to be a, a brilliant away day, isn't it? And like Ryan said, yeah, go go for a week. How good is that going to be? I mean, I've seen a bit of negative sort of stuff about it on the internet and that, you know, some people. And I think it's a, it's brilliant. I mean, why not give it a try? If it don't work, it don't work, does it? But you know, if they're, they're obviously they're funding the, the the teams as well, aren't they? You know, because obviously some of the sides in the Championship one are you know the richest clubs in the in the world. That is so. If they're funding them as well, I think it's a great opportunity, and it's just a great opportunity to spread it, spread the game to that that part of the world. Because um, you know, I I've never been able to understand how rugby leagues never took off in sort of America and North America, Canada, because. No, we're not. I'm not saying it's similar to American football, but you know it's a contact sport and it's such an exciting sport. You think they'd be interested in it, so maybe they will be through this incentive. And you know, it's exciting for the game anyway. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. See how what happens. I think they said that they're going to pay for the travel as well for for teams to go over, which is you know really impressive. That Ryan, that they're able to fund you know the team to get over to play them. Yeah, it seems like they've been really careful. This the RFL. Uh, it's you know the Toronto based side. It looks like they've got a lot of you know financial backing. There's there's a few investors involved. So you know hopefully this could turn out to be a really good thing for the sport. If we are to progress as a sport, we have to get more money off TV. And I feel that one of the only ways that we're going to be able to achieve that is through having sides in different countries. So then Sky can sell the rights to Canada TV or to the television in North America. And that way, we know, the, the sport will generate more cash and allow us to do, you know, these sorts of things in the future, taking gains abroad, you know, opening other teams up in different areas of the world. So it's fantastic. We need to do it. We need to do it more. Well, like the people that are obviously investing all the money in this Toronto team, uh, Paul, you know, they've got Workington, we've, we've got, you know, Batley, we've, we've got um, Barrow. You've got teams there that, you know, have been under, under sort of supported for years financially. And you, why can't they just come over and, you know, pump some money in there and, and hopefully provide a Super League side in a few years' time? Yeah, I've, I've heard that argument before. And you, you sort of get that argument from, from Cumbria, don't you? You've got White and Workington and Barrow up there. But you look at the other side of the coin, people don't come out and support the teams that are there now, do they? So I don't know. I think sometimes... People don't don't help themselves. It's up to you to get off your backside and go and go and watch the team, aren't you? So I don't know on that one, but I just think this is a great opportunity for um, for Canada and that. I think it's really a really exciting one as well. You know, to spread the game. You think about Canada; it's a massive country, and you? you've got like a massive network of people there and massive audience. So if it, if that could sort of take off, and you know, they're getting sort of five thousand crowds every week. I mean, that's just probably be a small amount really compared to like the amount of people that are going to be there. That'd be a great feather in the cap of rugby league. Just look at the way Toulouse has took off this season. Doing really well. The crowds are, are good. Same with Catalan. They, they're growing all the time, aren't they? There was like sort of 10,000 when we played them at the weekend. So 
I think it's great that the game the game's spreading and I'd like to see it like Ryan said I'd like to see it spread even more so we got some some people uh, on the Facebook page reacting to our news about the Toronto Wolfpack joining uh, the League One and the Challenge Cup Danny Gray says big nope stupid idea makes sport look stupid and desperate uh, it doesn't like Catalan venture and I'm not going to support that either but then we've also got Reese McKinnon saying some away game that uh, Paul um, obviously two sides of the coin there from, from the fans yeah, no, I don't understand the, the Catalan one, really. I mean, I think Catalan have done really well, haven't they, in the, the last 10 years since they've been in? They've, they've grown, haven't they? And their attendances are pretty good. And they're producing some good players as well, aren't they? So, uh, And they're up there this season with a chance of, of winning some silverware. So, no, I'm all for it, mate. I think it, I think it, spread, it spreads the game. And, you know, I think sometimes, you know, the game sort of, is too localised, isn't it, down the M62. You've got sort of, like, sort of teams in Yorkshire and then you've got sort of us, Wigan, St. Helens, Widnes, Warrington. You can throw a blanket over where the teams are, aren't you? So I think, you know, progression and that. and I think it's great. I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Toronto anyway to watch Salford. So uh, so why not? Yeah, it'll be really good. Uh, hopefully, you know, the sport will grow and grow. Uh, don't forget, there's still coach travel uh, to get to Newcastle for the Magic Weekend. £25 a person as well. Uh, hopefully, Ryan, like I say, if it's a success... Uh, going to Castleford for free, you know, people might think, oh, spend 25 quid to get up to uh, Newcastle. Yeah, it's a top weekend up in Newcastle. I went last year and uh, the, the three games that were on, uh, it was a whole derby, Leeds v Wigan and us v Witness, and they were all great games. And it's great value for your season ticket holder. It's only £12.50 for the day. It's like, you know, why would you not go? Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get a good following all in the Super Josh shirts. Yeah, I'm saying, have you ordered your shirt yet, Ryan? Yeah, I've got mine. Uh, I got it the other day, so I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to that coming through the post. I don't usually buy shirts anymore, but I thought, you know, because it's for such a good cause, you know, uh, why not buy one? Yeah. It's one of them. I, when I do buy them, I, I don't wear them at the match. I wear them to walk around like an advertising, you know, board. So I just, I don't really wear them at matches. I like to wear them when I walk, when I walk like, to the precinct or something. So, you know, just think it's a bit like an advertising. I think it's really good, things like that. But hopefully, like I say, people will, will buy the shirts and uh, we'll be able to. You know, raise some money for a really good cause, Paul. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, looking at the shirt as well, you know, seeing the design of it. So I think it's a fantastic shirt. I think it's brilliant. And uh, it looks really good, doesn't it? So yeah, I, I'm going to the Magic Week and I went last year. Um, I thought it was brilliant in Newcastle. I mean, I've enjoyed all of them. You know, the one, that, the one at City. I remember going up to um, to Edinburgh as well to, uh, what was the ground called up there? Murrayfield, that's the one, yeah, yeah. So, and in Wales as well at the Millennium Stadium, had a good trip down there. So, I'm not like a massive fan of the concept of the Magic Weekend. I think, you know, I, perhaps that's because we always seem to get beat, don't we? But I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it anyway because they had a good time last year. And I think we've got a chance with the side we're playing as well against Widnes. So, so yeah, can't wait for it. Great. So, what we'll do now, we'll talk about the, uh, the defeat against Catalan on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford travelled to the South of France and went down 32 points to 42. in display, Ryan, but unfortunately, not enough to get the two points. Yeah, I felt like it was a good performance. You know, the lads, you can't fault the effort, but unfortunately, you know, our defence wasn't good enough. Uh, but, you know, take nothing away from the effort of the lads. So, Paul, who was in Salford 17? 
Yeah, Salford, the Red Devils lined up like this on uh, Saturday. It was Gareth O'Brien at full-back, Justin Carney was on the wing, Junior Sow and Josh Griffin in the centres, Naya Levels on the other wing, Robert Lewitt and Michael Dobson with half-backs, Craig Copjack, Logan Tompkins and George Griffin made up the front row, Ben Murdoch, Masala and Josh Jones in the second row, and at loose forward, Mark Flanagan on the bench was Wella Haraki, Adam Walm, Olsey Krasniki and Josh Wood. Cool, yeah, Salford uh, started the scoring early, Naya Levels, uh, goal gets over the line, Ryan. Little kick by Dobson. Uh, Gibson, uh, Gibson. Griffin knocks it forward, and Ebbles grabs the ball and scores. Great start for Salford. Yeah, it was a great start. It was it was our first set, and you know uh, it, you know it was a brilliant start. You can't ask for a, a better start than that. Nile Levels going over. He likes to score his tries, doesn't he? Yeah, great start for Salford. Unfortunately, Catalan scores straight after after we turned the ball over, um, and then at that point it was a bit of a you know to and froing from both sides, Paul, and it was a battle. Catalan are a big set of forwards and I think Salford stood up to that challenge. Yeah, they did and we scored some really good tries, I thought, as well. We moved the ball really well and, yeah, they're a good side, Catalan. You look like down there playing roster. We was talking about it last week, one of the likes of Broughton, Deport, Richards, Carney, Myler, Day Taylor, Louis Anderson, you know, they're a star-studded team, really, aren't they? But I thought we stood up to them, especially in that first half and, you know, our goal-kicking let us down a bit as well, didn't it? We missed a few kicks from, from the tries but 10 minutes gone, Justin Carney... Uh, Squeezed in at the corner there and moves back in front. Yeah, uh, what they say in Super League, penalty, penalty try. That's what Salford did. Good work by O'Brien and Sal. Sent Carney over and Salford led 8-4, uh, Paul. You know, Salford, you know, building a good lead there. We looked like we were, you know, on top and with a kick as well uh, by O'Brien, I think it was, the penalty. Extend our lead to 10-4. You know, it was a good start for Salford. Yeah, it was a good start. Yeah, it was just a shame we couldn't, you know, kick a, uh, the, either of the goals from the two tries because you know it's always better to go up in sixes than fours. But but no, Gareth uh, popped over that penalty goal and at, at ten four there we was looking uh, we were looking quite a good a good a good start from us there. You know, Catalan weren't really troubling us, but obviously then Morgan Escaray went over for for Catalan and they were back in the game. Yeah, crucial moment just before then. Rob Lou makes a break. Ryan uh, Flanagan kicks was just too strong uh, for Dobson to catch. If he goes over there, it's 16-4, 20 minutes gone, and we would have been in the box seat. Unfortunately, Catalan go up the other end and score, and you know it's uh, back in the seesaw. Yeah, it was always going to be a high-scoring game, so you know I felt like it was just all about scoring as much tries as possible. But having said that, I think it'd have been good for us. <clears throat> I'd have took the two before half time just to even it up, so we were drawing at half time. But you know it was it was a great game. You know the, the lads put a lot of effort in. With a couple of a couple two or three more additions to that squad, you know I think we'll be challenging Catalan when we go there next year to you know we could possibly get a result there. Yeah, Sofa got back on the penalty penalty try. Travelator again. Uh, good work by Lou Sow. Uh, Lou and Sow was over in the corner. Paul and Sofa led fourteen ten. You know it's always good if, if you're in this seesaw battle when one team scores then the other team scores that you're the the first team in that you know that movement. Yeah, and just before that as well, we lost Josh Griffin to uh, to an ankle injury as well. That was quite disappointing to see Josh go off. But yeah, that that junior Sal try again. It was good, quick hands again. And, and you know these are quality tries. Michael Dobson failed failed with a conversion though, but we got back in front there at fourteen points to ten. Yeah, and Salford were, were on top of that fine that point. We we were pushing Catalan, and then a crazy interception. Broughton runs eighty yards, Ryan, uh, and score and Catalan scoring in the other corner. You know moments like that change matches if that ball goes to a Salford and Salford go over and then we're in the driving seat then definitely and a special mention has to go to Robert Louis who catched Jodie Broughton I can't remember anyone ever catching Jodie Broughton on a break but you know fair play to, 
to Mr. Louis. But yeah, I think there was a few moments in the game where, you know, things didn't go our way. Uh, you know, Sal had a knock on, Justin Carney, you know, Jody with that interception. So I think if, you know, if we'd got a bit of a different bounce of the ball, you know, we could have potentially won that game on Saturday. But, you know, as long as we're competitive and I know the fans had a great afternoon. So, you know, uh, it was a good day out. Yeah. And then obviously in the dying seconds of the first half, Evels has a try disallowed when Will Araki uh, gives the ball to him forward pass Ryan but you know he, he, he's looked like he's uh, back in the back in the groove well Araki yeah he's a, he's massive for as well as Araki uh, really gives us an extra dimension to our attack uh, I love that pass he did at the end of the game to Niall as well you know it, it just it's just it's just a dangerous player he's got a good set of hands he's got an offload he's good in defence so you know Haraki's going to be a you know a good introduction back into the side this season yeah and then the second half starts uh, and Salford score again, junior South. Uh, good work uh, by Salford, and uh, we're back in the lead again, Paul. Yeah, it was a perfect start to the second half. You know, going in trailing sixteen fourteen, we came out with our with our heads up, and Junior going over again, and he's getting pretty uh, prolific uh, with his with his try scoring this season. Junior South, it was nice to see because he's worked. I think he works really hard. He does a lot of hard stuff as well, Junior. And uh, yeah, it was it was good to get back in back in front. Yeah, I think. That side of the field, you've got Junior Sell, you've got Carney, you've got Ben Murdoch, Masamo, Ryan. You know, there's an attacking threat on that side and teams struggle to deal with it. Oh, absolutely. You've got Robert Louis down that side as well. It's it's a, it's a really dangerous right edge we've got there. And, you know, hopefully we better we score a few tries down there this season. Uh, you've got Carney, Sal, Murdoch, Messia, you know, Louis. They're all big guys and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll score a few tries down that way. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately uh, for Salford, there was an error from kick-off, a knock-on. And then Catalan score. And then at that point, the game kind of switches for me because uh, obviously Salford then, a bit of an error from kickoff. Ryan kicks out on the full, and that gives uh, Catalan momentum to, to score again. Yeah, it was, it was disappointing to see Gareth O'Brien two kicks out on the full, but he, he was the first one to hold his hand up, and you know, hopefully he'll be improving that for next week. But for me, you know, he makes all these metres off his kickoffs. But when he kicks a penalty, he needs to start making a minimum 30 metres when he's kicking for the touchline. I'm sorry, but, you know, he, he kicks it. He only kicks it like 20 metres. But yet he'll have someone graft and take a carry for 10 metres when he could easily just kick it an extra 10, 15 metres every time. I know he can do it. I know, it's really strange. I think, I don't know why. I suppose teams do it just so they, they, they know where to attack from. They must have plays, mustn't they? They have, like, moves where we're 40 metres out. This is the move we, we, we do. So I presume he might be kicking, you know, to get with the the distance of the move they're about to put on. What do you reckon, Paul? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't think we see enough moves in the in the game now. You know, you go back years ago when Kevin Tammet, who was the coach, do you remember some of the moves we used to put on them with uh, you know sort of Steve Gibson and Steve Kerry playing some really like flash moves. So I I, I like stuff like that. I think it, it's great to see. You know, Lee Breers used to do a lot of sort of that off the cuff sort of rugby, didn't he? And I think that's good. But I just just going back to the Catalan game there, um I thought the the changing bit of that game was was that three try burst. I mean Catalan score we sort of clocked off a bit really and they punished us with, with the three tries in five minutes, didn't they? Two from Myler and one from uh, it was Jody Broughton who got the other one. So, uh, you know, going down 34-20 there, we was backs against the wall, really. But credit to us, we, we really stormed back at Catalan and, and and came back at them big time, didn't we? Yeah, obviously another another penalty given away. Catalan scored again, then a penalty, and it's 34-20 then. It's like a big a big turnaround there, uh, Ryan, in about, what was it, 10 minutes? You know, it's, it's a bit frustrating, obviously, because they put a lot of work in, they've grafted, we know that. And we, we saw the commitment to the cause, but... 
you know, that's that five-minute period there where, where it all went apart, fell apart, and that was the turning point for me. Yeah, it was. It was incredibly frustrating, and you saw that with the reaction that Robert Louis had to the to the referee after that forward pass. And I remember we were we took the lead through that beautiful move we did when we we brought both our potential fullbacks, you know, Nia Levels and Gareth O'Brien, and Sal scored his his hat trick. But then from the resulting kickoff, uh, Robert uh, Pat Richards did put an awesome. Uh, kick in the air. It must have had snow from the Pyrenees Mountains on it. Um, but Robert Louis unfortunately knocked that on and from there they went on to score another try and then I think we kicked out on the full again. Penalty try and just it just the game just got away from us but somehow we did manage to get back into it but you know, f- fair play to the lads but we shouldn't be conceding 40 points. You know, it's shouldn't be scoring 32 points and losing the game. So hopefully, you know, we'll work on the defence and training this week because, you know, these lot that are coming to us on Saturday, Hull Kingston Rovers, you know, they put 50 up past Cass last week. So, you know, we'll have to step our game up. Yeah, we got back on the comeback trail. Sal Clint completed his hat-trick, Paul, uh, with some good hands and he dived over in, in the corner to, to score. You know, hat-trick for Sal shows how dangerous he is uh, when given early ball. Yeah, he's very dangerous. Very strong, Junior. So I think he's deceptively strong as well. He's got a good step. And like I said before, they were really well worked tries. We scored some cracking tries on Saturday. Just going back to what Ryan said, for me it was just, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of individual sort of errors that cost us really. You know, Robert Louis knocking on there from the kickoff. I think Justin Carney knocked on as well. And that there was a moment where um, I think it was was it Richards who kicked off. It was like a short kickoff, and Junior Sal took the took the ball. Yeah. And um, he just couldn't take it in, and he was away there. And if we could have gone away, I think I think we got it back to within two points around that time. So there's a few bits of bounces of the ball and a few individual errors that, that sort of cost us for, for me on Saturday. I, I don't think we're that far behind Catalan. I don't think it's any mean feat to go there. And, you know, we weren't disgraced at all, were we? And they're, they're a good side, Catalan. So that, that was the, the positive for me anyway. Yeah, we built a lot of pressure at that point. We had the, the third dropout by Catalan. You know, the <clears> game... You know, I thought it was okay. We we managed to try and turn the Catalan Dragons round a couple of times because they are a big set of forwards, and that's the only way you're kind of going to win against a team like that, Ryan. Yeah, they absolutely smashed us down the middle. If you look at the stats from the game, you know our our blokes down the middle. You know your Logan Tompkins, George Griffin, Coppiff, Flanagan. They all had to make massive amounts of tackles. If you look at any of the edge players, they barely had to make any tackles of at all. So they had a set game plan, which was basically just to smash us through the middle. Unfortunately, our pack isn't the biggest, so you know, fair play to Catalan to play to uh, playing to the strengths, and so did we. But yeah. you know, uh, I think we'll be back to full strength this weekend. Virtually some full strength. Am I, am I right in saying? Yeah, hopefully. Like I say, you know, a few injuries, but I'm sure they'll be coming back. Uh, you know, soon. Um, well, Iraqi fed Evels, and he dives over in the corner to make it 34-32. Paul, you know, we've we've climbed that mountain. We've got back to within two points of the of the Catalan Dragons. You know, at that point, we were thinking this could be it. We could win it here. Yeah, I thought we was going to sneak it when Evold scored there. Yeah, I really did. I thought we was going to sneak it there. Unfortunately, you know, Patrick has gone down the other end and, and scored for Catalan. I was saying before, it wasn't a disgrace. thought we played well. Um, tightening up the defence, I think, is the main thing going into to this weekend against all Kingston Rovers. And, um, you know, just moving that ball a bit more, you know, being a bit more uh, adventurous with the ball against all I mean, I wouldn't play up the middle against them. They're another team with a decent pack, so... So yeah, I think uh, I think we can get back to winning ways this weekend. Yeah, for me, it's all about. I'm going to steal this from Manuel Pellegrini, this because I heard him say it yesterday about Real Madrid. It's all about having a cold head and a, and a and a hot heart and not having it the other way around. Yeah, and that's and that's why I think you know we kind of struggle a bit because I think 
obviously it's a game everyone's up for it and you get moments in games where you just think if it was just a little bit more calm and a little bit more focused we'd have, we'd have done that especially like let's say example the junior south knock on he, he catches that ball and he goes and he, we we could possibly have scored there which, which turns the game in our favor it's just little incidents like that through you know through the games that you think if we were just a little bit more you know not as panicky not as it's composure rob isn't it yeah. i think that's, that's the name of the game isn't it composure i mean if Junior had took that ball there, he had a clean, he had a clear field there. And I can't quite remember what score it was, but it, I'm sure we got it right back there. The score, Justin Carney did one as well, you know, and they put a kick up, and he was quite clear, and he sort of snatched at the ball, didn't he, and, and dropped it. And it was just little, little bits of things like that. I think that we need to tighten the game up, and you know, on, on Saturday we can just be a bit more composed, take our chances when they come. I think we can beat Okay comfortably. Yeah, and then Catalan finish a job, and then get a penalty at the death. Ryan and, and you know it was, it was a brave performance the, the effort was there the commitment was there and you know as a fan that's all you can ask for exactly and you know at the end of the day we competed with a team that you know they just won the last six Super League games all of them quite convincingly I think Cattle will probably say that's their toughest game they've had for like the last few, two or three weeks I think that's a fair statement and you know what we've not even spending the full cap and we've got Vido to come back we didn't have Tommy Lee Josh Wood got injured early. Griffin got injured early. Um, you know, Greg Johnson that didn't play. So to be matching a side like Catalan Dragons, you know, a lot of players have been coming out and saying, you know what, these lot are an NRL quality side. And I honestly think they will go on and win Super League this year. Big statement. Big statement, that, Ryan. Big statement. We'll have to come back to you later on in the season if, if, if that comes to fruition. Uh, looking at the stats, uh, tackles made. Uh, George Griffin with 31. Logan Tompkins with 36. Adam Warren with 30, Flanagan with 35, Ben Murdoch Marseille with 27. Just like you said, Ryan, before, you know, the middle have got a battering, but they stood up to it. They did, yeah. Well, they sort of did anyway, because we conceded 42 points, but, you know, it was always going to be a high scoring game. For me, looking towards next season, we do need to put a bit more size into that pack. I want to see some you know, big, solid defenders coming into that squad. You know, when you look at them, they have like Remy Casti, Monster Dave Taylor. Um, Justin Horro, um, you know the list is endless of massive forwards. So you know we've got Willie just... Mason as well. He's the biggest one of the lot. Willie, Willie Mason, Mason. Yeah, Glenn Stewart. They're a massive team, you know. And you know we, we we nearly beat them. We nearly beat them. And you know I'm sure they'll go on to win this week and the week after. You know I think this is the best Catalan team we've ever seen by a mile. So to match him, I think that we've got to take a lot of positives from that and. You know, take that into this weekend against Hull Kingston Rovers. Yeah, looking at the top meter makers, uh, we've got Justin Carney with 138, Junior Sow with 123, Joshua Jones 103. I thought Jones was fantastic on Saturday, Paul. You know, especially moving him out while he was bursting tackles for fun. Uh, and I think he really is un- a sort of un- unsung hero, Josh Jones. Yeah, yeah, I thought. I've, um, you know, I've, I've said he's had a few quiet games this this season, but I thought he was he was better on Saturday. I thought he did. He, he looked dangerous. Every time he got the ball and he made a few breaks, he's a strong bloke as well, and he's a big lad, and he takes a bit. He takes a bit of stopping, and you know, hopefully this weekend we can uh, get him some get him some good ball, and uh, should be running all over Hull Kingston Rovers. Because I, I, I mean, I watched the game when Hull KR played Catalan a few weeks ago at Hull KR, and they absolutely dismantled Hull Kingston Rovers about forty nil, I think it was. And I was, I know, I said we'd win on the my prediction last week, but I sort of feared for us a bit on Saturday. I thought, you know. They could catch us here, Catalan, and they could wallop us. But, but no, I thought we lived with them for the for the eighty minutes. It was tit for tat, wasn't it? You know, you score, we score, and that game could have gone either way, really. And like Ryan said before, I mean, my dad predicted Catalan to um, win the grand final at the start of the season. 
And I remember thinking, you know, what you're on about there, I can't see that happening. But the more and more you watch them, you look at the bench, the bench that they've got, and the players that don't play as well. They're quality players everywhere, aren't they? And, you know, I think they've got the strongest squad in, in the Super League by by quite a long way. Yeah, and we pushed them all the way, and that's you know a testament to the squad that definitely you know, they've, they've obviously put the commitment and the efforts in there. And you know, pushing Catalan at home, Catalan, you know, home team, they win more 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 home games than they lose, don't they? Uh, and you know, really pushing them that close shows how how good you know we performed on Saturday. Um, looking at the your three word match reports and man of the matches. Joe Forshaw said Eric Costa's is man of the match was Junior Sau. Paul Coleman, super smashing great, is man of the match was Junior Sau. Also, uh, not enough, evidently, um, is man of the match was Sau. Obviously, hat trick by Sau Ryan. You know, people, uh, you know, thinking he obviously did do a great performance, hat trick hero, and unfortunately coming on the wrong side. Yeah, it's always good when you when someone scores a hat trick, and you know he's he's, he's improved so much, Junior Sal this season. Um, you know he looks in top shape, and he's probably I'd say the most passionate player. He's one of our most long-serving players. It's only his third season with the club, but yeah, I really like watching Junior Sal play rugby. You know he's a good bloke, and you know I, I look forward to watching him in the future. Yeah, Paul Foster cut errors out. His man of the match was Sal. Louise Woodward Styles tightened up defence. Her man of the match was Sal. Willows Road, uh, Junior, Junior uh, and his uh, the three-word match report was need another prop. Uh, Daniel Ashton, too many mistakes. Sal, uh, Nat, had a go, Junior, Sal. Um, Paul King, self, two inflicted defeat. Man of the match was Junior, Sal. But like I say, looks like Junior, Sal cleaned up uh, in the man of the match stakes, Paul. Yeah, definitely. I thought he had a really good game. <clears throat> I thought he was good in defence. I thought he looked dangerous every time he had the ball. He's really come on this season. He's a good player anyway, Junior Sal, but I think this season he's really trimmed down and he looks really sharp. And, you know, I thought another player who had a good game on Saturday was Robert Lewis. I thought he created a lot. He looks really, really dangerous and looks like he's coming back to, to full fitness. He's had a few niggling injuries, hasn't he? But he looks like he's there now. And uh, I've just got a really good feeling about Saturday. I think we're going to click this Saturday and... Uh, and get a really good result. Would you give him the man of the match, Lynn Louis, Paul? No, I'm going to go with Junior Sal. Just cause, I mean, I said that on, on Saturday watching the game. I'm going to give it to Junior Sal because I thought he played really well and got, he took his three tries, three tries well. He muscled up in defence and uh, he did everything right, really. I mean, he, he, he was there right out wide to feed Carney for a try as well. You know, chipped him with a couple of try assists. So, so yeah, I thought he was... Uh, I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch on Saturday, Junior Sal. Are you jumping on the Sal train, Ryan, or have you got someone else? No, Junior Sal was definitely the man of the match. Definitely. Cool. So it was a brave performance uh, by the Sulphur Red Devils, but unfortunately they went down uh, to Catalan, 42 points to 32. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to be fired up for OKR on Saturday to uh, right a few wrongs. So what we'll do now, we'll talk about what our amateur sides did uh, this week in Paul's Amateur Review. We'll start this week's amateur roundup with having a look at the uh, Salford under 19s. The under 19s travelled along with the first team to Catalan on Saturday, the 23rd of April. They were soundly beaten by the Dragons by 66 points to 16. Salford's tries coming from Worrell, Gaskell, Moore, and two goals from Moore. The Red Devils trailed 24 6 at half time and were, were comprehensively beaten there. The Catalan Dragons, though, are top of the under 19s table. They've played 6 1 6, so they have got off to a bit of a flyer. Salford Red Devils under-19s are in action on Thursday this week, the 28th of April, when they travel to Widnes Vikings, so that's a half-past seven kick-off. 
We're moving on to the National Conference Premier. We're starting with the Premier Division. Hull Dockers beat Rochdale Mayfield by 22 points to uh, 20. Rochdale Mayfield started the season, played four. 1-1, lost three. The Dockers were down there at the bottom as well. That was the first win for the Dockers, so a surprising result there for uh, for Rochdale Mayfield. Moving on to Division 2, it was Wigan St. Jude's 36, Saddleworth Rangers 26, and Dewsbury Celtic 20, Salford City Roosters 12. Dewsbury Celtic finally broke their duck with their first league win of the season. Salford weren't helped by the loss of Kevin Wilson with a broken ankle on 15 minutes. Jermaine Akaderi gave Celtic a 4-0 lead before Tom Smith hit back to level the scores at the break. Eight minutes into the second half, the visitors took the lead with a Mark Thomas try, but Celtic were soon in the ascendancy. Akaderi added his second just before the hour, and when James Archibald went over in the, on the hour, Celtic began to pull away. A John West try increased the lead before Akadir completed his hat-trick with a Will Rigby try for the Roosters sandwiched in between. So the Roosters tries coming from Smith, Thomas and Rigby. Final score there, Dewsbury uh, Celtic 20, Salford City Roosters 12. Moving on to Division 3, it was Oldham St Anne's 32, Castleford Panthers 12. And Waterhead Warriors 24, Eastmoor Dragons 34. So this week's fixtures in the, the conference. On Wednesday evening, the 27th of April, it's the National Conference Trophy Round 1. And it's Rochdale Mayfield against Bradford Dudley Hill. On Saturday, the 30th of April, it's the National Conference Trophy. And this these are all the fixtures. Stanley Rangers play Thato Heath Crusaders. Lee Miners Rangers play Hunslet Club Parkside. Lee East play West Hull. Normanton Knights play Oldham St Anne's. Waterhead Warriors play East Leeds. Thornhill Trojans play Stanley. Wigan St Patrick's against Rylands Sharks. Saddleworth Rangers against Crossfields. Drillington against Gateshead Storm. Millant against Featherstone Lions. Hunslet Warriors against El. Underbank Rangers against Skirlar, Dewsbury Celtic against Wigan St. Jude's, Inns Bridge versus Dewsbury Moor Maroons, and the Milford Marlins get a bye. And there is one fixture in the Premier Division, and that's Egregon Mont Rangers against Casford Lock Lane. So here are the, the results for the North West Men's League. We're starting in Division 1, it was Oral St. James 38, Folly Lane 12. In Division 2, Blackpool Scorpions 24, Rochdale Mayfield A 0. Holt and Farmworth Hornets 78, Oldham St Anne's A10, Leyland Warriors 20, Berry Broncos 38, and Widnes Tigers 31, Manchester Rangers 24. In Division 4, Berry Broncos A22, Caddy Z Rhinos 30, Little Holt and Reds 16, West Horton Lions 22, Manchester Rangers A18, Garswood Stags 44. And Rochdale Cobras 90, Bolton Mets 0. In Division 5, Caddy Z Rhinos A18, Leyland Warriors A12. Langwith Reds match against Chester Gladiators was postponed. Salford City Roosters match against Clockface Miners A. Uh, sorry, that was Salford City Roosters A against Clockface Miners A was also postponed. And in the Merit League, it was the Mancunians 32, Blackpool Stanley 26. Rob's here now, he's got the details of the varsity match between Salford and Manchester. Salford University took on Manchester in the Rugby League Varsity last night at the AJ Bell and it was quite a contest. Salford scored early when Adam Davis danced through the defence to score but back came Manchester midway through the half with a well-taken try from Ben Steele. Salford secured the lead coming up to half-time with an individual effort from Ash Warm and they led 10-6 at half-time. Salford extended their lead early in the second half with a try from Mick Quingdon and it looked rosy for Salford. Manchester got back in the contest with, with tries from Dan Steele and John Rowe to make it a 10 finish at the AJ Bell. Manchester 
took the title with a try from Lewis Bent and despite a late rally from Salford, hung on to win 22-14. There's just one fixture to bring you this weekend for our local sides really and that's on Friday the 29th of April when in Division 2 Manchester Rangers take on the Pilkington Rex A. Just one final bit of news, we've got the Labbrooks Challenge Cup six round draw was made last Tuesday and we're down to the last 16 now, Salford are involved in that as well. The ties are going to be played week commencing the weekend, sorry, commencing the 6th of May, so it'll be the Friday the 6th, Saturday the 7th and Sunday the 8th and the draw is Castleford Tigers against Salford Red Devils which will be played on Saturday the 7th of May, Oldham against Warrington Wolves, Dewsbury against Wigan, Batley against Catalan Dragons, that's the Friday night fixture, Halifax against Widnes, St. Helens against Hull FC, Huddersfield against Leeds, and Wakefield against Toulouse. So there's some fantastic ties in there. Our match against Castleford, like I said, is on the 7th of May, away at Weldon Road. So we get your tickets from the club and get yourselves down there and support Salford, and hopefully we'll be cheering them through to the, the last eight, the quarter-final. So that's when it's really getting near Wembley. So that's all the news, the amateur news and fixtures for this week. OK, thanks for that, Paul. And now what we'll do, the preview, the big game against Hulkiar on Saturday. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Preview. So, huge game on Saturday. Hull Kingston Rovers turn up at the AJ Bell. Both teams looking for a victory, Paul, uh, to put the season back on track. Yeah, OK. I had a good win the last weekend. They got 58 points at Castleford, so I think they've got seven now. So, if we can get the result, though, on uh, on Saturday, we're back a point behind them, aren't we, on six after this deduction. So, it keeps us in touch with them and in touch with that top eight. So, it's a massive game, really, to get the to get the season back on track. But I think they've got a few players back from injury. Okay, Albert Kelly's back for them now because, you know, the week before we were talking about the disaster they had in the Challenge Cup against Oldham. So they've, they've sort of turned that round, haven't they, and uh, put 58 on Castleford. So, you know, we're going to have to be on our toes on Saturday. Bit of an off day uh, away at Hulkiar, uh, Ryan. Hopefully the players will be looking, you know, to, to put a right, right a few wrongs and, and get back to winning ways. Yeah, without a doubt, um, you know, we were quite unfortunate at Hull KR. We did actually come back into the game and just lost out at the end. But I'm sure the players will be, be working hard to put things right. I think we'll have a stronger side this time. And, uh, you know, potentially we'll have Tommy Lee back and, you know, a, a, a Daniel Vido debut, hopefully. Daniel Vido, you know, rumoured to be starting uh, on uh, Saturday, uh, Paul. You know, looking forward to him. He's, you know, he's, uh, he looks the part. Uh, and he's got good pedigree in Australia, and hopefully, you know, he'll uh, add something to the team. Yeah, he certainly has. Do we, do we know how Josh Griffin's gone on after his injury at um, the weekend? I've not heard anything. He's going to be okay. Is he going to be all right? So, yeah, well, where are we going to slot Daniel Vida in? I'm not too sure. So, but yeah, competition for places is good. I mean, he looks a quality player, like you said, Rob. You know, I've seen him and I've seen him training, haven't we? And that, and he, you know, he, he does. He looks an athlete. I've seen bits of videos of him playing in Australia. So. So yeah, I'm excited to see how he goes. He, he looks um, he looks like he's going to be a good player for us. Yeah, no Campesi for Okiara. He's one of their main players, but you know everyone's going to be dangerous on on Saturday. And hopefully, Salford will be you know all clued up and ready to uh, you know work hard and get a result, Ryan. Yeah, it's going to be a tough match. Uh, we all know what happened to you know Okiara against Oldham in the Challenge Cup, but you know they came they came back from that and they had a great result at Castleford last week. They absolutely spanked Castleford. Um, so you know, hopefully, uh, that'll you know make us prepare better for the game. You know, we can't we can't rest on our laurels at all of you know recent performances. We need to we need to go into this weekend 100 miles an hour, and you know, hopefully, we'll get a good result, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, Josh Wood, 
uh, injured his shoulder in France, Paul. He's going to be out uh, for a few weeks. You know, ah, hooker situation. Obviously, Tommy Lee hopefully will be back. But if he isn't, it might be a bit of a problem that uh, finding a, a replacement hooker. Yeah, I think so, yeah, because Josh Woods looked really good last few weeks, hasn't he? He's really uh, sort of coming to his own in that hooker role. So hopefully Tommy Lee will be back to, to give Logan Tompkins some backup because if he's not, you know, we're going to be struggling there, really, because uh, I think Matty Wilkinson's out on loan, isn't he? So whether it will bring him into the side, I'm not too sure. But, you know, the the way things are these days, you need those two hookers because, you know, Logan will probably struggle to, to play for 80 minutes. So uh, hopefully Tommy Lee will be back because he'll be a big boost. He's a whole lad as well, so he'll have... Uh, have his head on against all Kingston Rovers who want to get one over over them. So uh, I'm hoping Tommy Lee's going to be back. Yeah, obviously with, with Vido is is in the uh, you know reckoning for a start. Uh, Ryan, you know what? What's the question? Who, who do we drop? Do is obviously Josh Griffin struggling with injury. You know, do, do you swap like for like if he's not hundred percent? I'd stick him on the right wing. Um, Niall played on the left wing, so I'd switch Carney to the left wing because he used to play on the left wing for Cass. Mm. And then I'd put, Va- uh, put Vido on the right wing. Apparently, he was going to play in the centre, but you know, I think Josh Griffin and Junior Saab have been going pretty well at centre. So I'd slot him back in at the wing. You know, And I think it, I think it'd be a great addition to the squad, Vido. He looks well up for it. Yeah, especially, obviously, with, with the points deduction it's at weekend, uh, the, we're on the week, uh, Paul. It's really important that you know Salford win the game uh, on Saturday, you know, and and obviously start our climb back up to the top eight. Yeah, definitely, because you know, two points on Saturday it keeps us in touch. I think with the top eight, I think the top eight, you know, it's going to be tough in it for us. But I was trying to work it out the other day. I think twenty points would get you in the top eight. We've got four now, so that means another eight wins, doesn't it? So that's going to be really hard. We're going to have to sort of win win at grounds where we've not won for years, aren't we? As we were saying. But, um, you know, we went on Saturday and I think we're, we're in contention. I think we lose on Saturday. It's going to be a bit of a downer, isn't it? So, uh, so it's a massive game just to turn the season season round, I think. Yeah, looking at the league table, uh, we're 11th now after our points reduction with four. Uh, OKR are in ninth place uh, with seven. You know, if we if we want to climb back up the league, right, it's really important, especially with Leeds and Huddersfield playing each other as well this weekend, that we, you know, start winning again and, and, and get back in that top eight. It's incredibly important, you know. Every game this season, it felt it's felt like every game's been massive. We have to win at Hull KR this weekend. We have to win at Castleford next week, and then we've got uh, we've got Saint Helens uh, away. So hopefully we can build a bit of confidence after our home performance. But after that, we play Witness at the Magic weekend, and then we've got Wakefield at home. So they're definitely two winnable games. So you know, you know, who knows? We could go on the street. We have to go into this positive. We've got players coming back. Tommy Lee should be back this weekend. George Griffin's OK. Vido will be a positive introduction to the side. So, you know, with all these players, you know, we're virtually full strength now, apart from Greg Johnson and uh, Mason Kate and Brown. So, you know, hopefully we can build a bit of momentum going into this busy period of the season. Yeah, Tommy Lee, like Ryan said, hopefully back in contention, uh, Paul. You know, he, he was captain fantastic before his injury and hopefully he'll rediscover that farm. Well, yeah, I think you miss him, don't you? You miss that sort of leader. You know, talking to the players on the pitch, leading us around the park. I know you got Michael Dobbs to them, Robert Louis, but you know Tommy Lee's a he's a, he's a good captain, Tommy. You no, know, I was dead chuffed at the start of the season when he got the captains because I thought he deserved that. But just going back to the, the fixtures as well this weekend, you know, if we get the result, we've got seven points there. And the sort of the teams that are in and around us, they all seem to be playing you know difficult games. Huddersfield have got Leeds, so you'd like to think you know one of them's going to lose that game there. Wakefield have got a tough game. Uh, away at witness as witness, well, so you know yeah. we can we could 
we could do something there. You know, Castleford, who are just above us in the eight as well, they've got St. Ellen. So that's going to be a tough game for them. So if results go our way and we get the two points, you're still right on the edge of that top eight. And like we were saying, how good would it be to get in that top eight after the deduction as well? You know, real backs to the wall now, siege mentality, and let's really go for this. Because like Ryan was saying there, I've been looking at studying the fixture list and looking. I know we've not won at St. Ellen's for 36 years, but why not this season? St. Ellen's aren't playing that well. You know, we, we could really put a run together now. And how fantastic would that be? I think we can do as well. I'm confident. Yeah, looking looking at the fixtures, Windus are on a bit of a slide at the moment. Only a few weeks ago, Ryan, people were lauding them, saying they were playing fantastic rugby league. I know Brown's been out injured, but they're slipped down to six. You know, it shows how important, you know, players like Brown are to the teams like Windus, you know, to, to continue their move forward. Oh, massive. Like, that's, that's why I think, that's why I'm confident going into this stage of the season. You know, we've got... Got OKR this weekend at home. I expect us to win that. Castleford away, you know, you saw what OKR did them to last week. We've already won there this year, so it'd be nice to get a decent cup running going. You know, St. Ellen's away, you know, hopefully by that stage of the season, you know, the pitches will have firmed up and that'll suit our style of play with players like Louis, Dobson, Gareth O'Brien. So, you know, I'm, I'm confident. I, I, I think we could still do it. I might be in dreamland, but, you know, with all these players coming back, if we can stay injury-free now for the next five or six weeks I'm confident we'll do alright yeah I think confidence is a, is a big thing uh, Paul you know we've got you know we've, we're looking confident we're playing good rugby uh, I know we're in 11 position at the moment but that's because of the salary cap uh, minus six uh, from our total but you know we've got a team full of confidence there and you know we're confident that we could you know like Ryan said get a march back up to the eighth position yeah, definitely. It'd be, it'd be great to go on a run. And I think we've got we've got a chance and we've got the players. We've showed that this season we can score points. I think there's just a bit of fine-tuning to do. But I was just thinking to myself then, say we do go on a mad run and, you know, win a load of games and then this appeal goes through and we get our points back, we could end up in the top four. So uh, how would that be? But I know I settle for the top eight at the moment. But, you know, we've got an opportunity as well in the Cup, you know, to win at Castleford. So I don't think I was lost. I mean, I was I was gutted on Monday when I found out about that because, you know, it's a sickener, isn't it, just when you think we're turning the corner. But if you look at the bigger picture, you know, the season's not over yet. We've, there's, there's plenty of games to be won. There's plenty of opportunities there as well, you know, that we're going to have to take. We're going to have to have to go to St. Helens, you know, the bit of belief in him. I think in years gone by, we've gone to grounds like that, St. Helens, Leeds, Wigan, and been beaten before we've gone out. But I think this season, there's a bit more belief there. Let me look at the Wigan game this season. We could have won that game. And, you know, if we're a bit of a bounce of the ball, we can get the, get the results. And like he's saying about witness, you look at the way they're falling away now. I mean, I'd be confident they're playing them at, at the Magic Weekend and, and, and really turning them over. So, uh, for yeah, I can't wait for Saturday. I just, I just can't wait for Saturday to come because I think we can just win that game on Saturday and get everything back on track and, you know, really get get everybody behind us all pulling in the same direction. Yeah, belief and confidence in a team yeah. right, can can get you to the next level and hopefully it looks like the you know the boys are together. The last few weeks they've showed you know they're together, committed, and I'm sure you know that's going to rub off for the next few games. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you look at you know, they seem like they had a great time in Catalan. I've never seen a group of Salford players, you know, they seem to, I, I'm hearing positive messages constantly coming out of the club. You know, you saw Justin Carney's comments in the paper about like how he said Marwan had been very welcoming to him. And, you know, there's so many good blokes at the club. And you can see that, you know, it really shines through with the performances and they all seem to be playing as a team. And all we need to do now is take every game, each game as it comes, a bit of consistency, a bit of momentum now, a bit of confidence in these young lads. And I'm telling you, these lads, I would not be surprised if we go on a little win streak now. Us against the world mentality, Paul, that's what's going to get us through. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Ryan's bang on. He is, and you know, Saturday can't come quick enough for me. It really can't. And itching to get to the stadium and uh, and watch us, and and I'm really confident that we can do a job on Ulkar. And I think we owe them one as well, Kingston Rovers. They've they've had the wood on us, haven't they? Recently, you know, beating us there twice last season and uh, beating us this season as well. You know, in a bit of a nice scoring contest. So I think I think we owe them one this Saturday. Cool. So give us your score prediction, Ryan. I'm going to go 48-16 Salford. 48-16. Blowout scoreline there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Paul, are you on the same boat? Or... Yeah, he stole my thunder there. I'm going with <laughs> my prediction from last night from the radio. I said 46-6 last night and um, I'm sticking with that. I, you know, probably look all right, Wally Water next week. But no, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to go with it. I think we'll uh, I think we'll do a job on Ulcare. I think we'll come out like we did against St. Helens and uh, hopefully... Uh, all guns blazing and blow them away. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more conservative than you two. I'm going to go Salford 30, uh, OKR 6. I think we're going to, you know, come out early doors. Don't forget, we, we have we have started well in games, to be honest. A lot of the games, this yeah. season, we took the lead and I can see that kind of thing happening uh, on Saturday against OKR. Um, we'll blow them away early doors. OKR will probably get a try before our time, but we'll finish the job in the second half. Dangerous side, the OKR, Rob. I mean, you've just got to watch the half-backs. I think, for me... The guy to watch, apart from Albert Kelly, you know, he's back now. He didn't play against us a few weeks ago. Is that Morris Blair? Mm. He really impressed me when we, we played him up there. I mean, he's playing at half back, isn't he? Because Campese's out. I think he's normally like sort of a ball playing forward. But, you know, if you keep your if you sort him out and sort that Albert Kelly out, I don't think OKR's got much more, to be honest with you. Yeah, hopefully we're looking forward to a victory on Saturday. Uh, that draws then to another podcast, Ryan. Enjoyed another show? I have, yeah. Can I just finally mention the presentation? Yeah, while we're... yeah, yeah. So, off the back of everything we did at Huddersfield, all the fundraising and all that lot, uh, we're having a presentation at the ground at one o'clock, and we're having Katie from Rugby League Cares there, and a guy called Chris is coming down from the British Art Foundation. So we're just going to have photos and get a bit of positive publicity out, you know, in regards to all that good work that the supporters did after the Huddersfield game. Uh, Josh and George Griffin, you know, they're big supporters of the British Art Foundation and they're going to get on the photos and hopefully, you know, we'll get the Manchester Evening News involved. Steve, the club photographer, is going to take the pictures and the club are also going to put a piece on their website. So, you know, I just want to say a final thank you to all the help and the support we've, we've you know, we've had through all, through all the fundraising. Yeah, I think we should thank you, Ryan, for the idea, really, to be honest. Uh, great, you know, bit of fundraising, you know what I mean? Turned a really bad, bad situation to a good one and, you know, you're getting this uh, recognition now from the club and, and it's really good. I tell you what, mate, it goes a long way. Um, you know, I, I've been applying for a job recently, a really good job, and when I mentioned that to the director, you know, it goes a massive way and it makes you feel good doing it and it, it won't be the last fundraising I'll be doing for charity. Uh, you know, there's plenty more to come. Like a hired gun for charities now, Ryan. I know, yeah. Everyone, they want me to start fundraising for the academy now as well, off the back of this. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I've learnt a bit from this and we can raise some money to uh, bring, the, bring the best young kids in Manchester through at Salford. Yeah, another great show, pal. Yeah, enjoyed it, mate. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really excited for the next two Saturdays. I think, I think there's something special about playing on a Saturday. I know we like Friday nights at Salford and that, but the Saturday afternoon games to me are quality and... Uh, I can't wait for this Saturday. Really excited to uh, to put the season back on track. Cool. So that's the end of this Devil in the Detail podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and RLInternetRadio.com. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs>